What up, witches, and welcome to Witch and a Bitch in a Podcast. I'm your host, Darren. And I'm Vicky. How are you all today? I hope you're doing really, really well. <laughs> I always leave space now for them to answer before I start talking. I know. You've got to give them just a little bit of time. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> um, so, I'm wearing a very special jumper I know, today. I love your tube, jumper. You can it's see beautiful. the that I'm wearing. Um, but if you're not it's watching on YouTube, cool. then why not? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because they're listening on some other thing. That's no, no, fine. No, no. But if you want to see it, you'll have to go to. Oh uh, yes. You have to go there for a visual. Yeah, um, go for a visual. We can put a photo up of it. To describe it, it's um, it's like a face of a man with a mustache, and he has like evergreen oh, hair, yeah. evergreen plants as hair with pine yep. cones on his pine head. Pine cones. Um, some there's roots um, coming out of the bottom. There's roots on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think and so. Some, Holly leaves and holly berries. Holly berries. So Wonder what we're talking about. Wonder when... what we're talking about. So what are we talking about, Vicky? Well, we're talking about midwinter, Yule, winter solstice, however you name it. Because <laughs> there's many different names for it. So yeah, we're talking about... And didn't we have Yulifer, if you're going we between did. the two? We, we did. We did when it was actually... Litha for well, us. Litha for us, but Christmas for everyone else, we called it Yulifer. Yeah. Um, but this, this time we're actually talking specifically about Yule at the right time of the year. Yes. Which some of you may be like, oh, but it doesn't make sense because all the things you're talking about are very Christmas oriented. But that's mm-hmm. it's funny winter. about that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Funny about that, right? I know. Yes. There's a little but, bit of correlation there. Way to steal our jive. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. No tea, no shame. But, no, <laughs> yeah, no. I know. They take all the good parts, they yeah, just miss it. the rest. That's it. Just take the fun stuff. Leave it behind. <laughs> so, traditionally, Yule. So, this is a time when Mother Earth has gone quiet. But if you listen carefully, you might still be able to hear her heart beating. Oh, see, I love it. It's so poetic. But not as good as Orion, though. No, no, I'm sure. No, I'm sure, I'm sure if we were really to have not. him on in this episode, he'd give us some like amazing, poetic, like next level <laughs> incantation yeah, type conjure thing yeah, about yeah, yeah. this time have, of year. Have some magic words. In and if you, if you have no idea what we're talking about, go back and listen to the episode. Yeah, go with back Ryan. And to that one. Yeah. Um, it, it has actually been receiving a lot of praise, and a lot of people have been uh, said yeah. that it was extremely thought provoking because of the way that he just, oh, that man, he can just like. <laughs> He's got a way with words. He does. He, he really does. He's so charismatic. Yeah. And, yep. like, and got a way we... to really getting to like the heart of things as well, yeah. like getting to that deep space, not surface. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, basically, with all that being said, so because it's a time when Mother Earth is going quiet, she's starting to mm. go to sleep. Um, that's why a lot of people choose to do things like hibernation. So you may find yourself sleeping yes. in a little bit more. So if, if your partner's giving you shit for sleeping in on weekends, just I just say, suddenly thought that. I am just embracing the time of year that it is. Yeah, that's all. I'm going to go with that. It's just my pagan <laughs> oh, practice it's... of sleeping in. <laughs> that's it. This is my spiritual beliefs. Yeah, yeah, because Mother Earth is sleeping, as should I. So should I. Yeah, and, and she's, she's, she's at that period of time where she's trying to warm herself and I'm trying to keep myself I'm warm. I'm trying to keep so... myself warm because it's freezing at the moment. She says we're waking on. Don't you just love how we could just spin anything into being a pagan practice? Pretty much. Yeah, yep. pretty much. Why not? I'll go nah. with it. <laughs> in all seriousness, though, it is actually an important yeah, time to curl right. up and engage in solitary acts of um, contemplation, reflection, yeah. all that stuff. All of those kind of things. It's just 
it's that external internal thing microcosm macrocosm everything what's happening on the outside is what should be kind of happening on the inside other way around <laughs> yeah. microcosm, i was doing the wrong thing <laughs> you mean, know what i'm talking about those things the internal the external <laughs> the world reflects what's going on on the inner do you know that the gym person in me, when I hear micro and macro, I just think of nutrition now. Yeah. <laughs> like my macros, making sure I'm eating my macros and getting <laughs> my micronutrients. It. Getting all the nutrients. Oh, or if clearly, clearly a gym bunny. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so in all honesty, so it is a natural time of sleep. Um, yeah. So things are starting to, well, not so much here Slide in Australia. Out. Yeah, we probably don't have it as not as probably, obvious. Yeah, it's not as obvious, but things do start to slow down that little bit. Might not be that necessarily all the trees are losing their leaves or all of that, like they've got no leaves on them. But if there is definitely that slowing, that mm. energy has just really started to slow down a little bit. You start to kind of stay home a little bit more. You're probably not oh, yeah. as out and about as much. All of that kind of thing. It's just this general energy of a slowing down and coming a little bit more internal and maybe focusing a little bit more on say like your home and home and hearth i think that's how they oh i've been it. doing that you vicky knows this i have been yes. decluttering yes <laughs> um like crazy i feel like i'm always decluttering yeah i know i'm like when does it actually ever end I no know. it doesn't like it i've doesn't. now migrated from the pantry i've now moved into the linen closet <laughs> um but there's a reason for that as well so oh, yes. um because of this time of year i'm gonna touch on it more towards the end of things you can do to honor mm. your yep. um but there's a reason i'm going through my linen closet and why i decided to upgrade our towels Ooh. and so you won't even tell me what you won't even tell me what this little no you don't even know what little it is. so no so when i get to the end you'll have to listen little to this my... whole episode <laughs> listen <laughs> hopefully i'm listening yeah hopefully <laughs> um but in all seriousness so it is a period yeah. of uh, honoring the dark um yeah. on this side of yule we honor the dark yeah um which is why a lot of um people who subscribe to this idea anyway will do shadow work and, and you know, honoring the yeah. dark side of life um, and then once the winter solstice or um midwinter passes which technically isn't in the middle of winter but you know what i'm saying um yes. Well, not in the middle of winter as according to the Gregorian calendar. But yeah, I was going to say, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is ironic that it's at the 21st of June when winter was like for two more months. Yeah, for us but, it does. But that's when the sun's coming back and that's when the peak of winter happens. It's so weird. It's weird. But then um, we will, I don't, I can't remember what the actual explanation for it all is, is that from that point onwards, it's actually is the coldest part yeah after and it's so bizarre you would think as soon as the sun starts to grow a little bit in power yeah, or whatever that it, it would be, be warmer. warmer but it's not but it's I, not I, it's I actually it's, the coldest i think it's to do with the 23.5 degree tilt of the axis it's of something the earth, yeah something related to yeah. that is why the colder part is actually after midwinter not yeah prior to or during yeah I'm not a, I'm not a meteorologist. No, no. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm barely an astrologist. <laughs> well, you know me, I'm not quite there. I'm not even there. Yeah. <laughs> With so, astrology. Um, but yeah, it, and it's quite funny because this one is almost like a little twofold kind mm. of solstice, uh, Sabbath, really. Because you've got like, like you said, you've you, got you, the before. You yourself on saying solstice. It is a solstice. It is a solstice. Oh, <laughs> like, you like solstice, Sabbath. I mean, I it's both. It's both. It's all it's of both. the above. It's everything. 
<laughs> and actually, a little, a little fun fact about the solstices, sol, solstice, solstices. I don't actually whatever. don't know. What's the plural of solstice? Yeah, I don't Is know. Is it solstice or solstices? Um, <laughs> I think it's just solstice. I wonder if it just doesn't. I don't know. So did you I'm say one solstice, two, two solstices? Yeah, see, that doesn't work either. I would think it would be solstices or solstice, <laughs> but I feel like solstices because the one ending in I is usually only like octopus, octopi. Platypus, oh, yeah. So it's usually US becomes an I. So maybe it's yeah. solstices. Solstices. Why are we talking about this? Oh, I don't on that know. Note, actually, on that note, where are we going with this? No, because no, I, I like etymology because etymology oh, that's tells you, yeah. you the origin of a word. So now, obviously, a lot of this is speculation because we don't know for certain yeah, where words came from. Re- yeah, that's it. Um, but according to the Oxford English Dictionary, um, the defin- definitive dictionary of the modern English language, Yule descends from the Old English Yol, so G-E with an accent O-L, yep. um, and may refer to either Christmas Day or Christmas Tide, or the Old Norse Yol, mm. meaning a heathen fest, or sorry, feast lasting 12 days with possible links to Odin and the Wild Hunt, which you're going to talk about soon. Yes. Um, or it can refer to the Old Anglican Yuli, recorded by Bede in 726 CE referring to the name of December and January or the Old Norse um, Ylir, Ylir, um, the month beginning on the second day of the week falling within November and the Gothic Yulais in Fruma Yulais meaning November so there may also be other Germanic variants of Yule, like Yol, Yeul, or Yeul, two words. Two words. Um, but this remains obscure. So basically, like what we believe, it tells us that the word Yule has been widely used since the mid-1800s as an informal term for Christmas and related festivities, while Good Yule has come to be an expression of excitement in terms of midwinter celebrations. Ooh. So like, um, then there's other people that have said maybe it's actually... Uh, supposed to represent joy or jolly Yule, yeah like there, there's jolly. that joy part there's a similar translation yep. um but yeah so there's so many different like things we don't know for sure where it come from but it's actually like that's why when you say merry christmas in scandinavian or nordic languages you say got yule oh so you actually say good yule got yep. yule, um, yeah instead of merry christmas because they call christmas yule they yule. don't call it instead christmas yeah it's not christmas um yeah, so I like how that it means that. And also on that note, while we're talking about etymology, we know that the word solstice from a previous episode, sol comes from Latin meaning sun, and um, sistere, which is the stis part, um, means to stand still or to make something stand still. And on the solstice, if you didn't know this, in midsummer, so the summer solstice, the sun peaks really quickly and stays above us for as long as possible, and then it drops really quickly. Yeah. So it's not like a slow, gradual thing. It's a- Quick it, stop. Well, it actually They're is a down. slow, gradual thing, but because of so, the direction yeah. it's going, it looks like, from our perspective, that it's staying still and then it goes back yeah. down. And the winter solstice is the opposite, so it comes close to the equator, barely comes up to a point of about 20, it's about 24 degrees, I think, or something at the peak. Um, sure. And if we're talking, we're talking if you're midway between the pole and the equator, so in that mid. Yeah, in the Tropic wind waypoint. Tropic of Cancer, Tropic of Cancer, whatever that thing <laughs> I was going to say, you got to hold them there. Yeah. yeah, so um, at that point, the midpoint between the two is where um, you see uh, it come to that point. If you're at the yeah. like the South Pole for our mid-winter, 
it's actually more like 24 hours of darkness. The sun never rises. Oh yeah, of course. It just never comes, never comes up, does it? Yeah. So it how great that's. Yeah, see, that just freaks me out. I'm like, that's amazing. That to that's, go the opposites, that extreme. If yeah, you're in well, those that, places with that's that like extreme. That's like if you're in the North Pole or even the Arctic Circle, like some mm. parts of Northern Alaska, um, yeah. they actually have like no sun for a few days. Um, and, or then in the opposite is also true on the summer solstice. I was going to say, they it'd have be all endless sun. sun. And you'd um, like, like for more than, and they actually go crazy because they don't have that circadian rhythm thing where they can shut down. Yeah, that you can shut down. It's what it um, hits it. Oh, it would be just so bizarre. I'm I know just... that was a bit of a tangent, but oh, know. we love a good tangent. Yes, yeah. we love a good tangent. So, um, yeah, basically the theme of this period is that it's a celebration. So we're celebrating the fact that the sun is starting to come back, mm. life is starting to return. The winter's yep. starting to end, although the fact that it's kind of it's just not actually. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's it. The coldest like, part. We know is that it. we know that that, that yep. even though we're still approaching the coldest part of winter, we know that it's a sign that you know summer's coming. Yeah. So yep, instead of doing it. a Game of Thrones, winter's coming. We're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's now. Summer's it's summer's coming. coming. Summer yep. is coming. <laughs> but like, let's let's talk about because I know that Vicky that you've got a little bit of a story about. Uh, was it you? Yeah, the story was about the battles of the gods, I think so. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the two solstice, oh, here we go. Was it solstices? Solstices. Solstices. <laughs> so at midwinter and at midsummer, there is in some mythology this battle between um, the two kings that are uh, twins. So you've got the oak king and the holy king and the holy king. So one, they'll battle each other at the solstice and one will then rule over the world for that time so at uh the winter solstice they do battle and it's the oak king that wins because it's the holly king that has been reigning before so if you think about holly and it's an evergreen so it's been going that whole time whereas oak it loses its leaves um it's deciduous so then from this from this point onwards now we're moving towards um, spring and summer and all of those kind of things so the oak is getting its leaves and everything back so that's one way that you can kind of look at it to see which one is at each each time so yeah like so at that. the moment yeah it's i cool. always get those two mixed up yeah so that's the way you can kind of tell is think of the oak has it got leaves has it not got leaves <laughs> and that's how you'll tell so yeah the oak king they do battle in the goat oak king goat king maybe we've got something else we've got the goat king as well so the oak king um reigns from now onwards because we're moving into that solar part of the year i love it i love it and actually interestingly um it's also a time like which is who's on your jumper as well Well, yeah he's the yeah you've got the holly king yeah yeah i'm honoring him one because well this is the only jumper that i had um (laughs) no not really it's the only one that i had that looked kind of yeah 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 midwinter-esque um, but also because he's technically still in power because it hasn't yeah. never hit the solstice yet. No, that's right. And that's the thing. That's why this one's a little bit of a twofold kind of sabbat where you've kind of got the point before where it's still the Holly King and then you've got the point after, which is then becomes the Oak King, which also relates to other things. You've still got that darker time of the year and you're still honouring that darkness on the, the eve. And then afterwards, it then becomes about the sun it, god. It's kind of like when we have a dark reborn. moon. Like when yeah. we talked about this on our dark moon dark episode, moon, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen. Um, yeah. <laughs> but where we have the dark moon, which is where you do all the inner, and then the new yeah. moon, which is literally just after, you start doing all the positive stuff you want to bring into your life. Yeah. You do twofold, same as midwinter or yeah. winter solstice is like the dark moon of the Solar yeah, of the calendar. solar calendar. Yeah, would be too. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what what? Up? Um, and yeah. irony. So uh, we actually spoke about this on our dark moon episode that what we were planning on doing now vicky knows all about this stuff i put it out there that i wanted to obviously meet a like i kept being called to a certain yeah couple of deities that are in the dark god dark goddess category and i was talking to vicky she's like well why don't you just do a meditation and let them present themselves and just see who comes and i knew nothing i didn't do any research beforehand i knew nothing about them so i just went in and as soon as I saw this person walking out of the shadows with deer antlers, I knew that it was the horned god, um, yeah. otherwise known as Kanunos. Yeah. Um, and yeah, let's just, I, I don't want to touch on it too much because I'm going to leave it for a future episode where we dive deep into, yeah, into a deity. But yeah. let's just say that I found it quite profound that when I came out of the meditation and then I started doing research for this episode, I was like, holy shit, this is actually his time of year. There's yeah, so much synchronicity here happening. So much. Because then, like, you had the dark moon as well. So yeah. you had that whole dark, dark moon, moon connection. Plus now you've come into the, yeah, into the solar as well. It's like his time of the year to really reign. Mm. Um, and so Exciting. now I'm starting to connect with him. So, yeah. uh, and this is like the, really the first time that I've really connected with a deity. Yeah. yeah. I've never really had a patron deity. I have a patron home, like, is a pagan she's not she's a Kuan Yin isn't really a goddess. Yeah, I was gonna say technically she's not really she's a, a goddess. She's yeah. not really a so goddess, a but different... she's the one that I honor. I mean yeah. I have I have got things of other deities around, but it's not like I've done any work to honor them as a patron. Just before. yeah, as them. Yeah. But anyway, I don't want to go into too much detail. No, but it's that, just but... very but it's just very like coincidental well, it's not because we know there is no coincidence. But no. the timing of it all is just really beautiful. Yeah. all matches up really well <laughs> so do we want to go into um i don't know which angle go, to go should well, we go I was the mythology say, stuff after first that or? yeah i was gonna say after that it's probably good but we'll, we'll have a talk about the wild hunt because he yeah, kind of let's goes that, that yeah he goes into that a little bit as well and this is sort of the the eve kind of stuff so we're still in the i guess the dark side of this uh sabbath so the wild hunt is found in many many different cultures throughout the world so there's i mean often we associate it more with say the celtic or the norse but it's found through many cultures throughout mm-hmm. well that there's the myths of the wild hunt which is when the souls there is a leader of the wild hunt which for some it can be it can be odin it can be uh, Hearn. there's been a whole heap there's just um and the dread lord of shadows himself as well the horn god who lead it and they go around and collecting souls. So there's different myths um, depending on where it's from. So with the Dread Lord of Shadows, he's collecting the lost souls or the souls that have kind of become earthbound and don't really know where they are and he's collecting them so he can take them back and so they can be reborn again. There's other ones where in some of the Celtic myths that they're collecting souls of those who are evil and they're coming to grab them, (laughs) so to speak. Um, And then the Norse one, it can be those that are battled and you can see this um, through the sky. It's often either at twilight or through or at midnight. They're the two kind of night times that they are. Mm-hmm. And it's just this myth of this wild horde that go through the of um, spirits that move through the sky. And for some cultures, it was seen as like a bad omen. If you actually saw it as well, it could mean that there was a death coming. 
Wow. Yeah. So there's lots of really cool stuff to do with it, with the wild hunt. And you can also just, it was that whole very primal, very um, primordial kind of feel to it all as well. And then there's other versions of it where you're kind of running through the forest and it's more to do with like that wild, um, wild abandon and that wildness that goes with this time of the year as well. So yeah. That's the wild like hunt. That. Yeah. I like that. And it is. There's, it's, it's through all, there's different kind of myths that go behind it, depending on which culture and things like that, that you look at it from. But that's kind of the general general thing of what it is. I like it. Yeah. it and and um, I've actually seen that there's a lot of tying in with that. There's something that some cultures will do is that they will um, guise. So guising yeah. is where you dress up as. And so they yep. often dress up as the horned god or, you know, yep. um, customarily back in the Middle Ages, they used to put. Um, antler kind of headdresses on yeah, doing the headdresses. And noble people and stuff like that during this time of year yeah. um, and still to this day in places like Sweden they actually create effigies out of hay of like a goat yeah um, that's really like cool creature and they put like a yeah. red ribbon around it whatever that's supposed to be representative of Yule and whatnot um, so it's actually like you see a lot of this symbology exists in so many different cultures even today so many yeah um, it's still there it's still quite alive that kind yeah. of tradition so if people say that the pagan gods are dead or that paganism itself is dead you are clearly not looking because <laughs> no, it exists everywhere yeah that's even, it it's in, things that you don't even realize are a part of it are all in there yeah exactly and see in yeah. serbia um we don't talk about because there's two different people there's um sveti nikola which is saint nicholas yeah so he gives gifts on the 6th of december i think saint nicholas day officially on the calendar of the religious yep. calendar but then at christmas time we have a different dude his name is deda mraz so deda mraz actually i think it translates as like grandfather moss otherwise the oh. green man oh interesting Yule or midwinter or christmas yep. pre-christian christmas deda mraz used to come and he would give gifts and if you were oh. bad, he would put a lump of coal. Funny that there's a lot oh. over here. Little bit um, of crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so Deda Mraz, we used to come. I'm pretty sure it's Mraz. That translates as moss. Now I'm going to have to check myself. <laughs> um, now I'm doubting myself. Why am I doubting myself? No, I'm don't doubt yourself. It'll be times. fine. Let me just double don't check because otherwise the Serbians will come for me. <laughs> Mraz. But see, even in a lot of like oh, ritual wrong. Like, Oh no. Frost. Idiot. Oh. <laughs> it's frost, not not moss. Frost. Um it's frost. So it's like oh. it's like the Jack Frost, I guess would be oh, closest yeah, not yeah, you know, equivalent. Yeah. I just thought it was moss. Why did I think moss? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, so his um his yeah, grandfather Frost and he would come and he would deliver like good things to you or take things away. But it's that yeah. symbology of winter and whatnot. Um Yeah, which is all that the sort of offerings and gift giving and things like that good segue there <laughs> yeah, like so that. gift giving traditionally yeah. back in the day was actually originally used as a means of either placating the gods mm -hmm. yeah um to try to appease them um so that they wouldn't be as harsh on your family mm -hmm. or on your crops or on whatever it is that you were do dealing with um because i mean we got to remember that like back in those times like they very much lived from the land and mm -hmm. their their life really depended on 
um, the sun and all of those kind of things to actually survive. Yeah, it's People not like they go down the supermarket to go grab no. whatever they wanted. It was, and they couldn't just yeah. turn on their like central ducted heating no. system to warm up like we can. No, these days. that's it. So that's where all the other just chuck it on. Or right. just go grab an Udi, you know, you've yeah, that's right. That's it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the gift giving aspect of things is mm. kind of something that's carried on traditionally as part yeah. of like Yule, otherwise Christmas. Um, there's, so there's that side, but there's also the side that you're wanting to gain favor. So by giving mm. a gift, it's that reciprocity thing. If I give the gods a gift, then they will give me a favor. Yeah. Um, obviously, these days that's carried in, you know, reciprocity that you you exchange you gifts at Christmas. Them, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that whole gift giving thing is also a way of like sharing one's fortune. So it's an act of yeah. if you like those who are wealthy or who um, not necessarily may have wealthy, had a good like have had a good harvest or something like that to be able to share with those that might not have. Yeah, exactly. Vice versa. So that in times exactly. when they didn't, it could come back to them as well. Yeah, which is uh, which is awesome. But then, and so that's kind of carried on from there. And on, I guess, on that note, some other the, some of the other symbology that you may not be mm. aware of is that obviously you've got the birth and rebirth which is we touched on yep. it before it's the whole birth of the uh the sun god the sun god yeah yeah where he kind of changes from i guess his mantle of the dread lord of shadows or the sacrificial one and he's reborn again with the because sun. it goes into the underworld and then gets reborn then reborn yeah funnily enough that sounds reborn. a little familiar someone at familiar. christmas giving birth to a <laughs> someone that would be seen as a god of light mm. Mm. A little bit similar. I've heard Hashtag that triggered. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, in all honesty, like, and, and I'm not, no tea, no shade on Christianity, but we all no. know it's historically proven that um, when the rise of Christianity happened, um, it was the, the easiest way to convert people to your philosophy is to just adopt their traditions or their practices and just relabel them. Yeah. Just yeah. rename them. So Christmas is Christ's mass which yep. is what they replaced the word Yule because Yule is connected to paganism, whereas Christmas is connected to Christianity. So one and the same. That's where it is, yeah. One and the same. Yep. Um, and in no ways am I coming for Christianity. I do believe that there was a person by the name of Jesus of Nazareth that probably walked this earth 2,021 years ago or thereabouts. But I've done my own research for fact-checking and found that he wasn't actually born at Christmas. I was going to say it was it with Christmas. a different, different time of different the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they aligned it just, and, and it's, it's like, this is the thing, I'm not, I'm not dissing on any religious practice, but it's the whole idea of belief mm. is to believe in something. So why not align yeah. it to a time that it suits the narrative in order to give people that option of belief? So, because I know that there are some witches who watch our channel yeah. who are still Christian. They haven't like renounced Christianity because they're witches, but they're secular witches. No, their witchcraft practice is not a spiritual practice. It's a secular practice, but they still embrace yep. the Christian belief system. So I'm trying to obviously not diss them because we're all different no. people. Um, but just, yeah, Christianity just has understanding, taken a lot from us. Yeah, and it's just understanding, I guess, those roots of where different things come from and what they might have been. And, yeah, exactly. and again, it was a different time. It was a completely different time when they, they were mass trying to convert people and things like that. So you've got to change things around a little bit. Exactly. Um, and then <coughs> other things that you'll see at this time of year, so obviously you've got candles are very common at Christmas yep. time or Yule. Um, so they're symbolic of returning the light. So it's the return yeah, of the light as the, the sun gets brighter and all that kind of stuff. That's why there's candles everywhere. Yep. Um, that's why you do carols by candlelight at Christmas because it's, again, that comes from a Yule tradition of yep. where the carolers would hold candles and they would actually sing 
for the sun god to return and to all that return. kind of stuff. Yeah, that's it. They were actually singing the sun back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, not singing about jolly old Saint Nick riding a sleigh. No, um, no, no, no. <laughs> um, then you have colours. So red and green are symbolic of the evergreens and the berries that are fruitful in winter. Yes. So there's a reason for it. Um, and same as gold is representative of the gifts and riches that we are exchanging and also of the sun itself. Yeah. And then you have the white, which is customary at this time of year, um, is symbolic of peace and silence that comes with winter. Because when the white blanket of snow falls, everything goes yeah. quiet. Now here in Australia, we don't have We don't get much. that as, no, that's it. I mean, I've never even seen it of snow. What? Never. 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 It's the one thing I desperately would love to do. I've never seen real snow. I mean, I, I've seen snow, but I mean, when I say I've seen real snow, the snow that we get in Victoria is hardly real. Um, well, yeah. there's a layer of real, but then there's a layer of like shaped ice that we put on top of it to make this snow fields yeah. more snow. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. To like make them a bit more fluffy and, and a bit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been to the real snow, like which I want to do when we go to Canada next. Yeah. I want to go and experience like the soft white fluffy snow. The real snow. Um, the real stuff, yeah. yeah. But um, so you have that. Then evergreens. Now here's a here's a bit of a fun fact. So if you want to make your house smell nice this type of year, yeah, because um, it's one of those like I'm very sensory, so I like to. Yeah, have those, I like, love. That. Like if you think of all the candles that come out at Christmas time, which I would I just buy them at Christmas, but I burn them. That's it. Your, just keep. Um, that's it. Keep them in there. Save them for six months later. So yep. I actually have on my table right now. I've got candles that have got evergreen smells and berry smells and yeah, kind like of the, the cinnamon pine, and cardamom all this, yeah. and all of that like you know the mulled wine kind of smell yes yeah, yeah. Um, because it's this time of year that i celebrate those it. kind of warming smells yeah exactly. that, that warming effect to them and a little like bit ginger and just yeah, oh, yeah exactly Close. so um the evergreens are actually symbolic of life strength perseverance and protection because if you think they're the only trees that survive in winter yeah which is why those herbs and smells are supposed to be good for protection oh, i love that yeah love it um and then you I've obviously never thought have, of it that way well because it makes sense it does right? it makes complete sense yeah that's so this right is why, why I like it's, it's through doing episodes like this that i really reflect i'm like oh shit I, I, like i just know that people say pine needles yes that's right yeah 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 but it's it's interesting when you start to find like what's behind that or where mm. that where that's come from where that, that association i guess has come from yeah which i like oh. um so another one that's a common symbol which we can touch on in more detail is the mm. yule log yes so the yule yeah, log is obviously it's traditionally it. a log made out of oak although some uh some traditions use ash because it was a way of bringing in abundance and whatnot yep. but it's traditionally it's an oak log um that you burn because obviously the oak king is the one so you would anoint it with either ale mead or whiskey obviously it's alcohol which fuels it fuels it gets it going it. a little bit yeah, yeah yeah um and then you would light it on the eve of yule using a piece of the previous yule log as kindling so a little yep. piece that you keep from the previous year use that to light the new one um and then if it burnt through the entire night, it was actually a good omen. Um, now, I actually saw in, uh, when I was doing this research, is that I saw that there are some traditions that they actually carve out. Oh, God, now I have a close piece. Oh, 
was just about to say like a fun fact and I've forgotten which one it was. <laughs> forgotten what the fun fact was. Um, where they would actually carve out an, an effigy goddess. of a goddess, but no, it's one of the Celtic goddesses. I don't remember, is it? It's not the Morrigan. It's no. not. Is it Keridwen? No. Yeah, it could be. Uh, well, she's about rebirth, so yeah, it probably would be her cold. Oh, here we go, here we go. Sorry, it's the, it's, oh god, this is the one I can't say. Oh, yeah, I was going to say it. C-A-I-L-L-E-A-C-H. Oh, the Kaliak. Kaliak. So yeah. she's the Celtic mother crone. So as the yes. embodiment of cold and death, she was tossed into the fire so that the family could watch as winter yeah. um, was replaced by heat and light. Um, so yeah, basically that's that whole thing of like you would throw yeah. an energy or whatever of the Kaliak yep. into the fire to make it burn and then that would be symbolic. Um, I would always advise about having a relationship with a god before you make an energy yeah. to burn it. <laughs> yeah, um, that's so right. So they understood the reason behind you Why you were doing it. Yeah, that's right. Because oh. it's also a bit of symbology with her in um, in bulk as well. It's a bit of like the Oak King, Holly King thing with her, um, the Kaliak and Bree or Bridge, Bridget, however you say it. Yeah, yeah. depending on who you. And it's that to. similar kind of yeah, similar kind of thing of her. Um, Kaliak is the winter, and, and she's now the coming of light. So, did you want to touch on? Because I, I know that. that you had some stuff about the Yule log ashes. Yeah, because you can use. Um, it was said that the ashes from the Yule log were had healing properties and you could use them they were um, scattered across the crops for to have a prosperous year and a prosperous crops um, but like nowadays as well you can also use them for charm making and things like that for prosperity healing all of those kind of things and it's this is a, and making a yule log is a really fun thing to do at this time of the year i've done it we've done it we do it nearly every year my daughter and I <laughs> and one so really you go cool out way find oak or no we just use we use like a eucalypt or something that's around here because I kind of figure that that works a little bit better for us because that's about what's around um for us at that time of the year as well um so we we use that and then yeah you can also drill holes into it pop um you can pop like your wishes and things like that that you want to come for over and remembering that these kind of things if you are making wishes and things like that or things that you're wanting to bring into your life for that time being that it's a solar uh, i think it's going to be a lot longer so yeah. we're talking that it's it's not like the moon wishes. yeah it's not like the moon where it's a lot quicker it's a long-term kind of thing so you can pop them in like little um just on a nice little piece of paper you can put it in a little hole and you can even put like a little wish candle in there and traditionally like have your feast and you could have the yule log in the middle and have all the candles lit once that's all done and then you can burn the burn the yule log Oh, and it's just it. a fun thing and you can decorate you usually decorate the yule log and holly and whatever now i want a fire pit because i don't have i know to burn a i know that's the only thing is having somewhere to burn it but yeah because i love sitting around a nice open fire. oh me too and that's what i'm waiting i haven't had i haven't had one this year yet so i'm like i'm waiting i'm gonna do the whole yule log thing this year i reckon we'll do it and sit outside oh jealous <laughs> yes of course yeah. So, in fact, your fa your state won't let me in. I was going to say you're not allowed in because you're like a <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, but it's just a re it's a really cool thing. It's a really fun thing, and you can use the ashes, um, like I said, for different charms. And you can even pop your finger, uh, moisten your finger, and put your finger in the ashes, and then on a piece of paper draw a particular symbol or something like that for a charm and then wrap it up in um, a red cloth and keep it on you as like a charm for the year until until whatever it is that you've 
sent the energy out for has kind of come true and then you can not carry it anymore okay yeah i like all these little folky traditions yeah like all these little ones i love these sort of things and that's right that's why it doesn't always have to be a big ritual or things like that that you do to kind of honor i guess the sabbaths it can be lots of little little things like that that can have a lot more meaning too well there's some other folky traditions that i mm. read about yeah, yeah. um so they say that the if you want to um like the person who desires prophetic dreams you could place nine mistletoe leaves in a handkerchief tie closed with nine knots and then sleep with it under your pillow and that's Ooh. said to bring prophetic dreams to you um apparently if you open all your doors and windows at midnight on yule then evil and unkind spirits will depart ah they're like get um, out of here now exactly done. and they say that if you um if you're born on yule then it means that you have a gift to see the little people Ooh. Uh, and they say that you should remove or take down your Yule tree by the 12th night or there will be bad luck. So that's like, you know, 12 nights after Yule um, is when you're supposed to take it down. And it's funny because that tradition also carries into Christianity as well. I was about to say, yeah, Um, the 12 days of Christmas. Exactly. Um, I think that's the only ones that are related to Yule. The others are related to New Year's, which doesn't make sense in the Southern Hemisphere because it's the long time of year. I was going to say, there's a lot of crossover with that. Yeah, well, because it's, it's, it's so close to each other. Yeah. Um, and actually, so the book that I'm reading this out of is actually um, the Llewellyn Sabbath Essentials for Yule. Yeah. Um, so this is an amazing series. I've got all the books for the different Sabbaths. It's just a way of like really getting in touch with um, getting each of the Sabbaths more intimately. Yeah. And it's got like both traditional things, modern things, ways that you can celebrate it, ways you can honor it. Um, and it's way fun ways to little like craft activities or cooking if you're a kitchen witch, which I am not. Um, <laughs> but I like the crafted little activities and stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say there's all little craft things. Oh well, on that note, one of the little craft things that you can do is you can make a little gingerbread man, soldier dude, gingerbread man puppet <laughs> to safeguard your gift. So the, the thing is, you're supposed to get like a gingerbread man cutter, like a cookie it. cutter shape. So yep. you draw it on two, uh, two times on yellow film, then cut him out, stitch him up, but then leave a little gap. And then you put your stuffing in there, but you're supposed to put him, hang on. So you're supposed to put, um, stuff him with sage and cinnamon, shredded gift wrap or ribbons, oh. um, a few small bells to help sound an alarm, and bits of snowflake obsidian for grounding. Oh, I love this. I love it because it's obsidian <laughs> I know, too, I was going to say. <laughs> And then you sew him shut and you bless it to um, purpose by holding it in front of the Yule tree or gifts while repeating the following. So once you've made him, put all yeah. the stuff inside of him, you sew him up. You've got to breathe you, life you into put, him. You put a little like cross thingy, like a soldier's cross or a little yeah. belt or something across him to make him look all authoritative. <laughs> He's all like tough. Yeah. And then to breathe life into him, you say, guarding now this sacred ground, keep our gifts quite safe and sound. Oh. So then you would just like, say that over and over and over and then you can hang him um uh, like either on the tree or stash him amongst your gifts and he's supposed to like basically keep he's people protector. away or also warn um so that like if you've got kids it's like you can tell them like <laughs> he's gonna tell me he's if you watching. look to see what's in your presence yeah 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 because if well, you I try like to touch that. your presence it will make noise and i'll hear it i'll know he'll he, sound he'll his little alarm <laughs> um, so the idea is you're supposed to keep him out of reach um, but it's supposed to be like so the kids don't just yeah so they don't away. just grab him <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and also because you don't want their pets eating him oh no in there. 
No, that's a good point. Especially if you've got a dog. Got to be practical. I was about to say, yeah, might they last five seconds in my house? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because you've got to be practical with your witchery as well. Um, so the other thing you could do is if you want to be a little bit more like creative, if it's not just about gifts, like you could also make mm. like a little heart shape puppet, and you could stuff it with rose petals, saffron, and attach uh, to a sprig of mistletoe to encourage love, affection, and goodwill. Oh. Or you I could like stuff that. a tree-shaped puppet with evergreen needles and juniper berries to bring the protective powers of the evergreen into a room. And plus it yeah. smells good too. I was going to say, and it would smell really nice. <laughs> yeah, and then you can hang this over your front door to safeguard those who enter or leave your home. Oh, so I actually, I, I did this for a Yulothet episode and I was looking for them, but I packed them away. I have my cinnamon stick Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. bells on, and I had them hanging around yep. the house because then the bells would kind of dispel energy in the room. Yeah, and the cinnamon sticks would be protective, but also would just make it smell nice. It would smell good too. And um, on that note, another segue: you could do a house cleansing. You could, yes, you could. And this is going somewhere else too. So with the house cleansing, obviously, well, normally winter holidays, northern hemispherical winter holidays, you have a lot of people. Being that it does house. come to Christmas, that it no. does coincide with Christmas. But if you do. Uh, celebrate Yule and turn it into the Christmas in July. Yeah. There's a reason why we do Christmas in July. That's right. That's a thing because of Yule. Yeah. Um, and plus it makes sense because Yule, if you spell it the traditional way, is J-U-L. Yes. I get it. Anyway, um, sorry, I didn't mean to sound condescending. That's my cap rising talking. Um, no, so because obviously you have a lot of people coming through your house, it's a great time to like set the stage, do a quick house clearing. Mm. Um, you can either smudge or smoke your house, entryways, corners using sage, sweet grass, juniper, cedar, asperge. Yep. Or asperge, it's a sort of like with salt water. Sprinkle, yep. Um, and then moving dosal. Is that how you pronounce it? Yep. Dosal. I never use this um, word. DSL. That's how I always DSL. say it. DSL, yep. Okay, yep. so it's counterclockwise from one room to the next. And as you work, you have to repeat this little thing. So may the winds inspire you, earth protect you, water heal you, and fire always warm the hearth. And so you're supposed to either clap your hands or I like to bash pots together. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, going to say, pots are bowl, awesome. Yeah, drum, get a drum. Yeah, so you're supposed to like disperse the stagnant energy and then use a bell or rattle to welcome in fresh sacred energy. Um, and if you have more than one, one or more sleigh bells, then you can do that for mid-winter cleansing. So you can get little sleigh bells, you know, little, little ones, ones. Sound like yeah. Little bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it. It's also like, cause it can just be fun as well. So you can get the kids involved in that one and walk around and go, hey, we're yeah. just gonna clean the house and the shake the bells and do all that stuff and kids will love it. <laughs> Anything yeah, that makes and it's noise. Really, I was gonna say they love anything that makes noise. But that's a really it's a really beautiful way of being able to create like little traditions and things like that that you can do each year that's not hugely um, out there or anything that you can just incorporate into your family and into your into your life. Yeah. Which I love. I love that. <clears throat> and then in actually no, I'll come back to that. There's another thing you can do if you're wanting oh, to okay. do acts of service. So, um, because obviously this time of year is all about giving. Now, yep. um, a lot of people may not be in a position where they can necessarily give things to people no, because Christmas right. is at the other side of the year. And if you're trying to live it as a witch who doesn't, <laughs> if people don't know that you're a witch, maybe you give your gifts at Christmas like everyone yep. else. And maybe you leave this to be a more sacred holiday. So something that you can do is you can, you can give to those less fortunate. So because it is the middle of winter, like this is the time of year where if I'm going through my linen closet, mm -hmm. 
where I'm segueing, and I come across any like old blankets that I don't no longer need, because let's be honest, your taste changes and all that. But they, they do. Might, they might lots. be good blankets, but they just over them. Yep. Or you've ended up with too many. Yeah. So <laughs> you just don't use them. You can take those blankets and rather than just to- tossing them out or taking them to landfill, take them to like a, a shelter or take them. Yeah. Like if you know, like I know in the city in Melbourne, there's often people that they rough it they yeah. sleep out on the streets and, it, and like this winter has Think been about fucking it, yeah. cold already that's right so we're not just, even into the big part of it yet so even just going up to a homeless person and saying hey i can't give you much but what i can give you is a nice warm blanket yeah they will it. they will literally look at you as if all their christmases has come at once yeah um because sometimes that's like simple things like warmth food shelter yep. they're the things that can impact them the most um, and so a lot of people they shy away from them. Like, they do, homeless, but yeah, they all had a story. They didn't. They weren't born into this life. Like there's a no, reason why right. they're here. So just yeah. showing them that gift of kindness, and maybe even just ask them for their story, might mm. be all you know they need to. That someone actually gives a shit about them. I was gonna say just to be heard and to yeah. be seen, really. Yeah. Um, so. There's That's that. a beautiful thing. Yeah. You can also do, um, like you can give to the wildlife. So feeding the birds and feeding the animals responsibly, make sure you choose things that the they right can thing. actually eat. Yeah. Um, don't throw rice because it can make their stomachs explode. Um, yeah, please don't do that. Yeah, don't. <laughs> please don't, don't do that. Um, so yeah, you can also, I like to go through this time of year because it's, I'm going through my closet looking mm. for all my winter jackets and winter clothes. If there's things that you don't want anymore, donate them to charity. That's it. Like, cause I'm always buying new clothes cause my taste changes, but the old ones are still good. Donate them to charity. Yeah. Um, same with your summer clothes. If now we're going to winter, you need more space in your closet. Yeah, you all the summer stuff around. away cause then they have it for the next half of the year. Yep. Um, and then the other thing I'm doing in my linen closet, <laughs> I left it till the very end. Um, I know. Is because we just went out and bought a whole heap of new towels just because I'm doing this zhuzhing of the house. And I said, I want matchy towels, not matchy ones matchies. that we've had that have odds like, and That are all you know, like so many different colors. Or and that have got hair dye on them. Yeah. Like, that has stained <laughs> permanently. Yeah. Or bleach when I proxed up my hair a few times and it tripped on the towel, like that kind of stuff. But they're perfectly good towels. They just they don't look as visually appealing. So what I'm actually going to be doing with mine is I'm going to be contacting the local pound and lost dogs homes and stuff. Yeah, the animal um, shelter because they can use them. Well, one to dry the dogs if they're washing yep. them, or two as bedding. Yeah, I was going to um, say they can use them for bedding and things like that to help keep them nice and warm. So I'm actually going to I folded them all nicely, all the ones I'm getting rid of. Beautiful. A massive stack. Yeah. Because um, of want new ones um but yeah so i've folded them all nicely and i'm just going to take him uh well i have to find ones that's within a certain kilometer yeah. radius of my house at the yes, moment but that's yeah, okay of course um and then just asking them hey do you want some fresh yeah because they're towels? always they're always looking for them anything yeah. like that and so it's also with blankets and things like that too. yeah blankets as well like i mean yeah. And if they are ones that are perhaps a little bit more tatty or something that you perhaps couldn't like donate somewhere else, animal shelters and things like that usually. Oh, they'll take them. Yeah, yeah because, because they're going to be dog beds and dog things beds like that. And whatever. They don't care what state it's in or what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's in there, but that's it. Yeah, but that's um, it's one of those things that like yeah, that's, and that's another really way you can give gifts. But you don't have to spend any money. It's that you, no. you're just clearing out clutter, so you're you're cleansing your house while yeah. also giving gifts to people who will be able to use them. Um, yeah. And it's that whole being a more, I guess. It's sort of not um, expecting something in return. 
yeah. you know, like it's that genuine, it's just going to help somebody else and that's okay and, and that's what it is. And you can give of your time and give of things like that that you can do as well. It doesn't always have to be material things. And it's also better for the planet. I it mean, is, yeah, that's right. Reusing it's about being, things. Yeah, reusing them, giving them to someone Rather else. Rather than going to landfill. Exactly. Because, I mean, what else do people do with their clothes? That's I mean, usually what happens. Some people donate, some people don't. Um, yep. So it just this is a bit of a reminder that you can do these things mm, to be more ethically right. responsible for the planet as well as also giving gifts to other people. Um, but then in my true spirit of me, because <laughs> you know that tarot is life. Tarot is life. So <laughs> I will be doing both of these spreads for myself um, on <laughs> Yule. Um, yep in the lead up to. So one of them you could do is a tree spread because obviously the tree is very simple. Tree, yep. Like the pointy tree, like you draw when you're a kid. I was going to say like the triangle tree that you do for a Christmas tree kind of Triangle, what? You just did a star. Oh, no, 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 no. Like you could just do it like literally it's almost like a triangle, like a point. You're drawing a star and I'm like, oh, was it? Yeah. Anyway, so it's got the point at the top and then the wide base and then a little trunk. Little trunk. So you would shuffle your cards obviously with the intention of revealing um what it is you need to know in this context yeah so at the base you put the first card is at the bottom so card number one is a signifier so this is like the basically the root of your problem or signifies you who you're reading what's, like happening, what at you read what's happening at the moment yeah then you have so two three and four go from left to right yeah so number two on the lower level represents your ideas. Number three above the trunk represents your inspiration. Number four to the right represents your plans. Ooh. Then the next layer up, you have two cards because it needs to get smaller. It needs to get littler. Yep. Um, so for that level, you've got number five represents the process by which you will bring your plans into fruition. And number six shows any interventions or obstacles that might affect your progress, beneficial or other otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the tip of the tree shows the final realization of your plan so the gift of your completion oh i like that so i like, like that one. On yeah i was just saying it's like the star <laughs> or another you imagine one if you do. got the star card oh that my god cool. that would be imagine if you pulled the star card at the end mm, as, as the a star top on the one. tree how cool would that be <laughs> um and another one you could do is a min- mid-winter solstice tarot spread so you place the signifier at the bottom so that imagine yourself deep within a winter cave. Yep. And then you're contemplating. Yep. Everything that means winter everything is all that's about. happening. Yep. And so card number two, which is so you're making like a little arc this time. So it's like as the oh, sun okay. is passing over. Um, so on the left, you have card number two, it's the card of contemplation. So if winter is a time of reflection, evaluation, contemplation, how is this affecting you? What are you thinking about? Then coming up in the center, you have card number three, which is a card of celebration and action. So having reflected on the past year, how will you move forward or what's next? And then card number four, which is to the right-hand side, you have, it's the card of light, realization and success. So as the sun reappears and light returns to the world, where will it find you? So Ooh, I like that. in either one of those spreads, if you want to pull any additional, like more information or clarifier yeah. cards, yeah. Um, you can do that as well. And if there's a card you want to know more about, pull a new card and place it next to or above the original one and examine the second card to see what it tells you about the first one. And yes, you basically can adapt them as well. You can Just, also do yeah. this with, by the way, if you're not into tarot, you could do this with angel cards, oracle cards, yeah, you, you could do, do this all with runes. Yeah, you could do it with all sorts of stuff. It's just the kind of layout with the particular meaning behind each each position. Yes. 
Exactly. I love it. That's cool. So, I um, no. <laughs> I like Doris friends. It's cool. It's a little <laughs> addictive, though. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, like, it and, is. And, and sometimes designing your instrument can be fun, but I like that, you know, I mean, in these books, they, 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 they give you some ideas. They came from yeah. this. Um, but they, I think in most of them, they give you a tarot spread for each of the different Sabbaths. So if you're like me and you like to do, I mean, I do tarot spreads every day, but if you like to do them specifically on the Sabbaths for the greater periods of life yep. or for more insight, specific insight for the Sabbath, um, then that's a good little Kickstarter to get you kind of yeah. thinking about what symbology would be relevant at that Sabbath. So a tree for your... Yeah, it kind of shapes. Yeah, yep. all that kind of stuff. And then also, kind of, the, I guess, the themes and things as well, and what the Sabbath's actually about, as to what those positions might actually mean, or might yeah. might be like the, the purpose behind the reading as well, which is really cool. And now, I, if, I was going to say, if you are a closet witch <laughs> and you're wanting to celebrate Yule, but you don't want anyone to know that you're celebrating Yule because you don't want them to think, why is celebrating Christmas in July? I mean, you could just call it Christmas in July and say, yeah, that's it. You're just They're doing just what the modern. Why not? It's because it's a common thing these days to do a Christmas yeah. in July celebration. Yeah. Um, and, and then subtext is that you're celebrating wintering, all that kind of stuff, and getting through to the, you know, da 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 da, what we've already talked about. But otherwise, you could always pin it with one of the other secular holidays that are existing around this time of the year. So you've got uh, the Fete de la Musique, which is the World Music Day, which actually falls on June 21st. Oh. So you could just say you're celebrating that if celebrating you're a very musical-inclined person. Yep. Um, there's Canada Day, which falls on July 1st. There's US Independence Day, which is July 4th. There's my birthday, which is July 6th. <laughs> or there's French Bastille Day, which is July 14th. So you can pick any one of those days any one and of just those. say you're getting probably the spirit the of... Probably the 6th is better. <laughs> yeah, the 6th of July is a pretty staple it's one. It's probably the best, yeah. Because if people say, oh, everybody. why are you celebrating today? What's today? You just say, oh, it's Darren's birthday. It's Darren's and they're birthday. like, who the hell is Darren? You say, when you Listen know, you know. Podcast. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Only the cool kids know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you like how I just... I, I love it. Look, I, I did. actually, I I did. actually I like say that. that I have renamed Canada Day and US Independence Day <laughs> as being the precursor to my birthday. I say that they're North America's just, just getting like the prep. They're warming it, warming yeah. it up for my it's birthday. It's just the prep work. It's just the prep work. Because I actually celebrate both Canada Day and the US Independence Day in different ways. Yeah, um, yeah. Canada Day I celebrate because my children, what well, future children, not quite born yep. yet, um, are actually Canadian. So I'm yep. getting, we started years ago on this journey celebrating Canada Day just to get in the habit so when our kids are around because we will celebrate there's it some with them. kind of yeah that's right there's that continuation um and the u.s independence day i honor that day because i have a lot of american friends so i don't do anything for it but i kind of just acknowledge it i usually eat, i usually eat burgers and stuff like that <laughs> like why not that's the way i celebrate it <laughs> why not it's a precursor to my birthday so any excuse for me july is a month-long celebration of all yeah. things me <laughs> yeah, that's so right. Any holiday that falls in July, I'm going to absolutely celebrate. I'll just it take it. It's an extension yep. of my birthday, either before or after. That's it. I just get to keep going. Just oh, keep it on going. Does that mean I should adopt <clears throat> Bastille Day and stuff? Why not? French Why things. Not? Yeah. I don't even know Why what not? Bastille Day, but anyway. I'm actually not sure. I don't know what it's all I about. Think, but I think, I think French it's to do with really the French awesome Revolution. Food. I think so, but I'm not. I'm, I wouldn't want to say because I really honestly don't know. Some French onion soup, right? Yeah, now. I was gonna so say they do a lot of delicious. awesome stuff. That's it. And speaking of beverages and things like that, this is also something that's really cool to do at the winter solstice. My favorite, yes. 
<clears throat> and it's also probably something you could do that doesn't necessarily have to be very overtly witchy either. You can mm. just be making it. Um, is to make mold wine. Mm-hmm. It's so cool, and I love love making mold wine. I <laughs> love you doing mold wine. <laughs> I was gonna say, See, because it's just like it's a warming beverage and whatever as well. So you can say it's just to kind of do with the time of the year and and that's fine. So you can make it and it's really cool to make um, like as you're stirring it and things like that, you can be putting in that energy, that intention into all of it and and actually to involve like your family. If you're making it, say, as a family or friends or whatever, like everybody's kind of involved in chopping up and putting things in there and then having a go at stirring so that you're putting all that energy in and then you get to share it with each other afterwards so and you, could norm- be a, you could be a total sneaky witch and put specific herbs and spices in there and yeah. then cast spells on everyone that's right and then they drink it and then they're done <laughs> so some common Good things spells. that's it prosperity and all of those kind of things so you can use you can just use any kind of bottle of red wine a dry red wine is usually best and you can add some sugar a little bit of water oranges are often put in there mm-hmm. like slices of oranges or yep. lemon um cinnamon sticks cloves all of those kind of herbs and spices that are that are sort of kind of associate that warming kind of thing and then yeah you're stirring it all around and then serve it you need to serve it nice and warm though yeah. it's not one that you let go cold it doesn't do you, do you know because need to be served warm people who kept me, warm yeah yeah because yeah, you, you, you don't want to drink mold wine cold. no no because it goes um really Yuck. bitter yeah goes, it's really bitter it and really gross so yeah um, even having it like, I don't know, like those fondue kind of things where you have like the candle warming yeah, it underneath. Yeah, yeah. Just something to keep it warm. So my mum, her partner is actually German. And so it's very common in German culture to drink glue yeah. wine. They call it glue wine, which is mulled yeah. wine in German. Yeah. Um, and so in the middle of winter, she always makes glue wine with him and they invite us over. And I love it. Chris can't stand it. He likes to drink normal wine. He's like, why ruin perfectly good wine? By <laughs> yeah, it like this. It. I'm like, it's not ruined, it's enhancing it. But do you know what I do? Because people know that I like to drink wine, but look, I'm not a wine snob, but I am. Um, <laughs> I do try different wines, but if, if people, because, you know, sometimes people will just buy a bottle of wine and they don't know, if they're not wine drinkers, they just grab any bottle, usually the cheapest, and then they'll yep. give that to you. And, and to me, price tag means nothing on good quality wine. I, I can get some really good $9 bottles. Yeah, that's right. Um, but you got to know what you're looking for. If they don't know and they give me one and I'm like, that's when I save it for. That's save it. It's it for the when I'm best time. Wine or when I'm making sangria in summer. Yep. And cheap Use wine doesn't for... matter because you're putting no, all the other shit in it anyway. So. That's it. It doesn't matter. So it can be any kind of bottle. It's fine. Yep. You can put whatever you want in there. So. I, on the flip side, I would not suggest grabbing grab a bottle of Penfolds Grange and making more wine. No. That's no. Sacrilege. Probably. Yeah. Probably not the best. I, I will send the dark gods after you. Was <laughs> 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 it say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's a it's a fun activity that you can kind of all do together and it again, like I said, it's not overtly witchy either, so it's a way you can incorporate it with um without necessarily everybody knowing what's going on. But it's just a fun thing. Fun thing to do. I like it. I you know what else is a fun thing to do? What? To end our episode on a nice little invocation type prayer thing of I the dark god. So, yes. I think that's yes, a fun yes, thing yes. to do. Don't you listeners? Do you think I it's fun do. to do that? I think so. I think so. It definitely is. <laughs> definitely is. Oh, yeah. and you can drum up the sun as well. Oh. That's something else I forgot to mention before you go into that because it kind of links with it all anyway. It does. So perfect. So yeah, drumming up the sun on the when 
the solstice when he's coming up that first morning and you all know me i like to sleep in and i have done this numerous times well because midwinter you the sun comes up later anyway so it's not like it's not like when i told you all that i was going to get up and watch the sunrise no. on the summer solstice no it's because not that's quite like that's like fuck off a clock however it is very cold yeah, yeah it's very cold so yeah. you rug up but it's this whole thing of um kind of for want of a better word you're you're invoking him to come back and from here on it's all i guess it's almost like a type of new year kind of thing you can kind of correlate it a little bit with that so that's a really fun thing to do as well and you could say something like this so we already <laughs> i haven't recited this to rehearse it i'm just gonna literally <laughs> i'm gonna have to read it off the screen here but so that's okay Go for Maybe it. what we might do is we could even copy and paste this and put it into the yeah, we could. on the post. So yeah, that way if anyone totally. wants to recite it along, we'll put yeah. the text version and then you can always do it as a little joint incantation. Yep. It's one that's been around for a really long time. I don't know who's the actual original source of mm. this one, but yeah. Okay. So here we go. <sighs> Listen to the words of the Dark God, who was of old called Acheron, Kama, Anubis, Hades, Morse, Hoda, Kununos, and by many other names. I am the shadow in the bright day. I am the reminder of mortality at the height of living. I am the never-ending veil of night where the star goddess dances. I am the death that must be so that life may continue. For behold, life is immortal because the living must die. I am the strength that protects, that limits, I am the power that says no, no further, and that is enough. I am the things that may not be spoken of, and I am the laughter at the edge of death. Come with me into the warm, enfolding dark. Feel my caresses in the hands, in the mouth, in the body of one you love, and be transformed. Gather in the moonless night and speak in unknown tongues. The dark mother and I will listen. Sing to us and cry out, and the power will be yours to unfold. Blow me a kiss when the sky is dark, and I will smile. But no kiss returns, for my kiss is the final one for all mortal flesh. I love that one. Goosebumps. I love it. Yep. So good. <laughs> so good. Um, so you could even join along and do that. Um, so I know what I'll be doing now that Pernudos yes. has become my patron deity. Correct. I've Correct. actually got, um, I'll reveal a little thing. So I actually found one incantation specific to Kernunos. Yeah. Um, and I have printed it on paper and I'm, I'm yet to do this next part, but I'm going to stick it on the uh, outside of my mirror, uh, not my mirror, my um, oh, your shower. Because you know yeah. I like to do this thing. With yeah, the yeah, yeah, in, in the, the shower. shower. I love it. So I'm going to stick that there. So then that way when I'm in the shower, I can do my little invocation. I love he, it. And, and people are like, but why in the shower? Kanunos is a god of the wild. He's a god, god of freedom and he's a god of like letting go and being yeah. bare and vulnerable, all those things. Yeah. So when else am why I? Why not? I'm just going to walk around naked say... in my house all day. It's cold. <laughs> it's I do it in appropriate places like the shower where the water is warm. Nice and warm. <laughs> See it. So they're all, you guys sky clad and you recite things to the gods. Why not? In your natural birthday suit yeah that's it perfect it all works out perfectly but yeah, why not? <laughs> do you know now it's funny i've only just started a relationship with him he's chuckling yeah hey i can hear him already <laughs> i've done a lot of work in the last i was gonna say you've done a lot how long has it quick. been 
four days. Four days of me meditating days, every day with him. Yeah, um, four days. And already I'm forming a really good connection. Like, he's yeah. very, yeah. The yeah. dark gods are not to be feared, people. I no, they're not. To this. They're actually, no, they're, not. they're intense. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's more the the intense energy. It's not a scary energy. No, it's, but it's, sometimes intense things can be scary. They can be, definitely. Yeah. Um, but anyways, on that note, yes, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, Happy so, uh, winter, winter yes, go eat, drink, and be merry. Yes, definitely. And get some, get some <laughs> old wine. Get some, not, <laughs> some eggnog and some mulled wine into you. Yes, yes, Perfect. yes. All of the above. All of the above. Um, I know what we'll be doing. Yes. This can make mulled wine. Why? Mm. Because, because I said so. Because we are. Because we must do it now. <laughs> but anyways, until next right. time, we'll see you all soon. See ya. Bye.